Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Lost in Translation on. I'm May and I'm joined by just Stevie this time. Just me. Just me. Well, just Stevie rather. But uh, Quinn's unable to make it, but Stevie is enough. We we will deal with just Stevie because Stevie is incredible. Oh, thank you. So, well, you're, you're one of my friends, so I only have incredible friends. So if you are one of my friends, you are all incredible. You have a high bar. Because, yeah, because you all have to be incredible and you all are incredible. So there we are. But, uh, yeah, so Stevie is... I'm uh, oh, sorry. St- Stevie is available to make it this this time. Uh, Quinn, unfortunately, is not. But Quinn will be sending through her thoughts in uh, Quinn quotes. We had Stevie's stance when Stevie was unable to make it. <laughs> so uh, I, I suggested Quinn's queries, but Quinn has uh, come back with the idea for it to be Quinn quotes. So we'll go with that. So... She will be sending through her thoughts when uh, when she sends them through, and we'll put them in the uh, d- usual discussion portion. But for now, the thoughts will be only mine and Stevie's. Sounds good. So this time we watched episode 11 of Digimon Adventure Colon 2020, The Wolf Standing Atop the Desert. So I guess let's begin. Yeah. So... I think it was Quinn that got the prediction right on how the groups split up. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. Because I think I said um, Taichi and uh, Yamato and... I think who, you said who, Sora. Who yeah, I said Sora, Taichi and Yamato. And yeah, so, yeah, th- 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 those are my predictions. Like, well, what? Did, I, which ones did you predict again? I think you said... I, I said Yamato, Joe and Mimi. But I got Mimi and Sora yeah. and swapped around. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty certain that Quinn got it spot on. Like they've just done yeah, Qu- the Quinn... original pairings, but split up Taichi and Yamato. Yeah, yeah, Quinn did get. Yeah, Quinn got Quinn got it right. So points to Quinn on that. I think Quinn's winning. The episode. Based yeah, on Qu- that. Quinn is winning. <laughs> so the episode starts off with the Digimon analyzer again, and it's weirdly horrific because we have Koshiro wondering what's inside Gabumon because his fur is Garurumon's, and then Koshiro says he's going to take a peek one day. And it's absolutely the most terrifying concept I've heard in my entire life. <laughs> like, I mean, we've seen Gabumon without his fur in, like, some um, some official art, and it's sort of kind of weird. But, I don't know, the, the phrasing of Koshiro wanting to peek inside of Gabumon makes me feel very uncomfortable. It, it feels like he wants to violate Gabumon for the sake oh, of yeah. science, but it's still bad. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, it, it doesn't feel right, and also Gabumon... We haven't seen it so much in this series, but in the original, Gabumon was very shy. <laughs> he really doesn't like taking his fur off. Yeah, but uh, so that's so that's that, and uh, then we find out that Palmon is the one we'll get the analyzer next time, which <laughs> I guess we mean yay Palmon episode next week. It's like the easiest game of who's that Digimon because they just mm. show the image. Yeah, a huge image too, not just a small image, and it's a very clear image, and it's also like um, the art is art that has been used for those Digimon since the 90s. Like, that's Palmon's stock image from the late 90s. I, I just, I remember that, that pose. Hmm. It's nice. I, I like I like seeing the fact that they've sort of just redrawn their original art. It it makes me feel nice. It's such a glow up. It is nice. Anyway, yeah. anyway so um, we have uh, Mimi, Mimi's group. So Mimi had said that she suggested drawing names to work out how they split up. And then she mentions how the desert's really cold. So this isn't weird because deserts do get cold, but typically at nighttime and it's during the day. Uh, but she just mentioned the deserts are cold, which is, it's not a first for Digimon to be in a desert, but it's definitely a first to be in a, in a desert for, um, that it's cold in Digimon. 
Mm. We find we find out that she's grouped with Taichi and Tentamon, and she's complaining that she can't climb or fly because Agumon and Taichi are just climbing up a wall, and Tentamon and Koshiro are just sort of flying up there. I love and I love this, this addition of... of just having Tentamon being able to carry Izzy. Yeah, it's adorable. Like. I don't think we saw that in the original at all. Not a rookie level anyway. Like, very rarely. No. Mm. Struggled. But no, it's just like, yeah, I think he, he can do it. Yeah, he definitely did do it, but I think he struggled doing so. Which is really nice. Like, Tentamon has been working out this season. Buff bug. Hmm, buff bug. But um, anyway, so I find this part where Mimi's complaining kind of refreshing because it still shows that Mimi is still a little bit spoiled, but not too much. Like, this is a reasonable thing to complain about, that she's in a cold desert and she can't climb and she can't fly. Like, that's a sort of almost reasonable thing to complain about. I mean, climbing in a dress sounds very difficult. Yeah, and also, yeah, she doesn't want to climb in a dress. And I just know that the dub, if we ever get one, which I hope we will, will have Mimi complaining that she's in a dress so she can't climb. I'm amazed Ty can climb because he still has gloves on, doesn't he? So how on earth do you get a grip with those? I don't know, but we definitely saw him climb a lot with his gloves in the original series. Mm. And he always wore gloves then. Taichi in this series doesn't really... He only wears his gloves for action moments. Ah, I see. So Mimi does eventually get up on the ledge because Palmon lifts her up with the vines, which is just really, really great. I love Palmon so much. I'm glad she's here. I love how she just lifted her up. Yeah, Palmon's here to serve. Yeah. The group arrive at some ruins, and a sad Birdmon is watching them. Meanwhile, Birdmon is flying with Joe, Sora, and Yamato, but they are in a basket, which is really kind of nice. And uh, then they encounter some sand Yanmamon, and they create this, uh, this sandstorm, which forces the children to land. Gabumon is about to evolve when Yanmamon is destroyed by a long, bony sort of pincer tail thing. Joe wonders if it's an ally. And then we see some Kiaramon burst from the sand. It's really cute. <laughs> I just, I really like Kiaramon. Uh, we find out they're frightened by the giant bony thing. And Piamon and Gomon attack. And we get B the winner. Because it looks like they're about to evolve. But uh, psych, Gabumon is evolving with an evolution sequence instead. So just bugger off Gomamon and Piamon <laughs> because we have a real protagonist here who is ready to steal the spotlight. Now, all but Sora does participate. She captures a Kyaramon while Garurumon fights. Anyway, so Yamato realizes the owner of the pincer claw thing is reading their moves, and Gabumon says the power they felt from the opponent must have been that of an ultimate level. We then see that we've got Naemon, Bearmon, and Labramon, who we haven't really seen from like since Frontier and Labramon we really haven't seen since uh since the Tamers movie if I recall correctly so it's nice oh, yeah. to see some some Digimon that we haven't really seen for a while uh Bearmon obviously was in the Frontier movie and also Digimon World 2003 and also Try I guess but not uh only in small shots not enough to really become a character and Nemon of course was in Frontier as um as one of the uh, the friends that they had, which <laughs> tagged along the journey with with Pokemon. I have a, a real soft spot for Nima, but I always think yeah, that, I always think that they're a mega level, even though they're a rookie. And that's entirely because of the Digimon Rumble Arena two game, where you unlock Nima as one of the like special characters. Yeah, well, I always thought that Nimon and Pokemon had sort of ambiguous levels i thought that they were sort of like uh it changed i don't know like uh in cross wars how we have shoutmon who doesn't really have a level mm. but i but yeah I, he i think he is canonically a rookie and except for apparently rumble arena too yeah he's like 
I think he's the joke character, but he's unlocked the same way as all of the other secret mega levels. So yeah. I, I have to remind myself that he's not a mega level every time I see him in anything. Because that was where I first saw him. It's Rumble Arena 2. Yeah, yeah. I like Rumble Arena. It was fun. I, I like fighting games. I like the uh, the Smash Brothers Digimon clone. It's it's fun. <laughs> Rumble Arena 2 is good. Anyway, yeah. I, and I've also played All-Star Rumble, which I've played it's it for fine. five minutes because I bought it to get a... Basically, it was the game that everyone bought to uh, help bring upon the Digimon renaissance in the English-speaking world. Yeah. It's the most yeah. expensive like survey ever from Bandai Namco. Yeah, it was very much vote with your wallet if you want to if you actually want games in English and I think everybody who could bought it and nobody really played it. I think people like sat down, played it for one session, went, "Okay, that's a game. It's okay. It's not it's like it's not the best. It's not like the worst thing in the world, but it's definitely not good." And then they put it and they put it on the shelf and never played it ever again. But they bought it, and it was for the um the just just the idea of having more things in the English speaking world. And guess what? It basically worked. So well done, everyone. We've had what two Cyber Sleuth games and New World Next Order. Next Order. That's what it's called. Not New World. And uh, <laughs> and Digimon Rearise, Digimon Links, uh, Digimon Heroes, which came out like a little bit after All Star Rumble. Those are mobile games. And, uh, Most of them are a bit trash. <laughs> Yeah, but they're free to play mobile games. Like Heroes was fine, Links was fine, uh, Rearise is fine. Rearise is a good story. They 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 are good games, but but they're still free to play games. They're very much good free to play mobile games, and they do very well at being a free to play mobile game. So like I, I can't really complain. They're not like bad. They're just free to play mobile games. And Digimon Heroes was actually really good, even though it can get a little bit grindy. It was still like it was luck. The whole thing was, was just luck. No. No, you definitely had to, like, know the pairings. Yeah, but then you had basically no influence over what was drawn. Yeah, but that's just, like, that's just a card game. But <laughs> I found it really soothing. But anyway, I, back to the episode. Uh, the thing yeah. I find really unsettling is that Naimon's voice is old. Like, he sounds like more of a Gigimon rather than a Naimon. Like, it just does not sound like Naimon at all. Naimon's meant to have a very high-pitched voice. This one's kind of um, old-sounding. Old like, as I said, a Gigimon. It, this is a Gigimon's voice. It was, it was sort of leading the group of refugees. Mm. So I guess it yeah, wanted so him to sound mature and in charge. I like the idea that this is... Like, Frontier was a uh, a prequel to Digimon Adventure, colon. <laughs> and that this Bearmon was from the movie. And this Namon is actually the Namon from Frontier, except he's old now. Mm. That's my headcanon. I just thought of it just then, but now... It, now it is my headcanon, because I think... I remember back when Frontier was originally airing, there were a couple of people who said that Frontier was a prequel to the original Digimon. And I'm like, well, that makes no sense. The original Digimon was in 1999. This one's in 2004 or something. <laughs> but now it's... That's no argument. It's so, much, it's so much more realistic when they first go to the digital world at a train station. Namon's there. Um, Shibuya is present. I just... I, th- I think that Frontier is a prequel to this. Also, phones. Phones are important, mm. and phones are important this season. I think they're the only two seasons that... Except for Atmon, obviously. There's, there's three seasons that use phones. Just arguing that something can't be a prequel because it was made afterwards. It's so stupid. Yeah, but I feel like this Frontier was Star a prequel Wars, to this. whole Star Wars prequel trilogy. Just look yeah, at it. Yeah, but that was still set. But the prequel trilogy was still set before the the rest of it. Exactly. But Frontier was not set before. Not, but 
Frontier was not set before the original adventure because they actually used years in adventure and it was 1999 and all of a sudden in Frontier they have mobile phones which would not have been available in Frontier. Mm. But I feel like Frontier would work well as a sequel to this, but also because Namon. But that anyway, that that's my uh, that's my little dumb headcanon for today is that this is the same Namon that was in Frontier. Uh, he's just older now, which is why he sounds like a Digimon because he actually is older by like several thousand years because that's how the digital world time works. Anyway, that's my theory anyway. So, and same with Bearmon. He, he also is from um, the, front, uh, the Frontier movie. <laughs> anyway, so Namon explains that this is all Scorpiomon's territory, and Namon asks if they are going to find Leomon. So I guess we have the start of the Leomon death counter. So <laughs> I guess we know that there's a Leomon... He's alive at the moment, but uh, it's now episode zero in terms of um, the moment from me finding out Leomon exists to a Leomon death. So um, he's especially because we find out that Leomon's leading a resistance. I'm just like, oh wow, you're setting up his death. Well done. He's gonna <laughs> die, isn't he? He's gonna die saving the kids, and we just know it. Like it's probably very exciting if you don't, if you if you're watching this and you don't know anything about Digimon, you don't know that Leomon likes to die every season, but. I was kind of hoping that we didn't get Leomon and it was just Ogamon that was going to fill that role, but never mind. Leomon, he is already dead. Leomon Death Arc starts now. Yeah, basically. Uh, Neomon says that weak Digimon like them cannot fight, but if he crosses the desert to find Leomon, he'll be able to be protected by the Leomon. Yamato says that they don't think that they should add him to the party because they'll just all be slowed down and that they have their own mission to do. And Sora decides to actually have some character and stands up against Yamato and says that, that we have to they have to bring them, they can't just abandon them because they are in need and they can't just let them die. Yeah. And then Yamato leaves because he remembers he's the lone wolf and has to be a jerk. But and then Joe Joe sort fine. of yeah, Joe's kind of like, oh, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And Gomon's like, don't worry, Joe, you know. And Joe's like, okay, I will also not abandon the Digimon. I'm like, okay, Joe, I don't know why that required so much of a mental gymnastics sort of thing, but I am all here for you being indecisive. I love you, Joe. You're, you're being great. Um, and thank you, Sora, for actually standing up and have a character. Thank you for the writers to actually give her more than two lines this time. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I like so, I like when Sora gets to say things and do things. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm very happy with that. Gabumon and Yamato decide to walk through the desert and it's basically a staple of the entire series, walking through the desert. I'm pretty sure every season has had a desert walk. I don't remember if Atmon did, but it probably should have. So Yamato says that all he needs is Gabumon and it's kind of this moment reminds me a bit of uh, a couple of episodes ago where they also left the, the other characters in a cave and Yamato and Gabumon were walking off saying that we d- they don't want to be slowed down. Um, I'm not sure if this is on purpose to be similar to that moment, but it very much is. Sora evolves Piamon in a flash, as does Go- with Gomon, uh, because they don't need any full evolution animations, uh, because I guess we're going to have more animations later on from Gabumon and Garurumon. Yeah. Only the, the yeah. main wolf boy is important. Yeah. I only two characters only are important, and only one of them is in this episode, so Bergamon is luring the sand Yanmamons as a Kakamon carries the Digimon across the desert, which of course is a natural area for a seal. Uh, there's a very silly screen cap where we see a Kakamon going through the desert like it's water, and it just it doesn't make sense. I don't is he supposed to be running or is he trying to like 
paddle through the sand. I think he's paddling. But how do you float on sand? I don't know. It's, I mean, you could just explain it in a way that a lot of Digimon series has tried to explain things is that it's digital world weirdness, like, the, or Ikakumon just has the ability to swim through things as if it was water. I don't know. It just, it, it, but it feels very weird. I don't know why he's swimming through the sand. I don't, it just, oh. it doesn't make sense. So that happens. Anyway, so San Yanmamon attack and Ikakumon fights them. So Bergemon didn't do a very good job at all of um, luring away the, the San Yanmamon. Ikakumon is trapped between a San Yanmamon and Scorpiomon, and Sora's Digivice glows red, which we've only seen with um, Yamato before, when her emotions are triggered and her crest is triggered. This kind of causes a, a power-up boost for the Digimon, and maybe it's like a prerequisite to having your Digimon evolve, I don't know. But anyway, it gives Bergemon extra strength, and it isn't that useful because Scorpiomon immediately pulls her down, causing her to revert to Piomon, and Kakumon is also attacked by Scorpiomon. Gurumon attacks, which is rescuing Sora, because she's a damsel in distress now, and Scorpiomon fully reveals himself, and Gurumon fights him. Yamato thinks about how his friends wanted to protect the weaker Digimon, and then he thinks about the rest of the group, and how they work together and they work hard, and then he thinks of his brother. This all causes Gurumon to evolve, And guess what? He has pants now. (laughs) And of course, because it's an evolution episode, we have Wergurumon fighting and winning. And then after the battle, Sora thanks Yamato for coming back. And Joe wonders if he used them as bait. Yamato explains that he was rushing because he has a brother who might be terrified at home right now. And he doesn't know if he's been evacuated or not. But he's just really worried and he wants to come back home so he can be with his brother. Meanwhile, we get to see what Koshiro, Taichi and Mimi are doing. They are in the ruins and Koshiro is taking photos. Meanwhile, Mimi, being the best girl, finds a secret button in the wall, and this actually opens up the floor beneath her, and the episode ends. Damsel in stress again. <laughs> That's the cliffhanger. It is a cliffhanger. On to our discussion. What were your highlights? Ev, I, I did, I did quite enjoy where Garuman. He was very cool, but a bit too casual in the fight, and it's yeah, it's, I mean. It seems almost too humanoid. It's, it kind of weirds me out a little. I kind of like how he's sort of humanoid because it makes sense because he is a werewolf. He needs to be equally humanoid as well as bestial. But he's just, it's so casual. and I, I don't get it. It's, it was odd. It unnerved me. Yeah. And, and just, I know, I liked it. Like grabbing the claw between two fingers. Just, there's lives in danger here, Wagaruman. Chill. Why? This is not a casual situation. Yeah, I just, I know, I kind of like that it's chill. It's a bit of a difference between um, him and what we saw of Metal Greymon, which was just sort of raw power, and this one's sort of a bit more relaxed. Mm. I guess he used more agility instead of missile, missile chest. <laughs> it's definitely a different fighting yeah. style. Yeah, and that's what I like. Like, it means that the Digimon are kind of varied in the way that it's not just the same, like, make the bigger fireball they have to fight in different ways and i kind of like that like it means that it's a bit more interesting it's a bit it's nice to have a bit of differentiation between how digimon fight and i'm looking forward to how we see other digimon fight in 
previous episodes, like, I mean, previous seasons, sometimes it's just sort of with the exact same attack, but this one does blue fireballs, this one does red fireballs. It's nice that we have Metal Greymon with missiles, and then we have Wegurumon, who is basically more hand-to-hand, and I kind of, it, it, is, an, it is nice to have different types of um, battles, if that makes sense. I think Wegurumon's just too cool. Yeah, he's very too cool. Like Yamato in the first season, or the original season, rather. I knew you'd get the reference. Yeah, um, yeah of course I'd get the reference. <laughs> I've seen it like a million times. Um, but yeah, so I, I had a... Well, I didn't have like too many amazing highlights. I Most of the episode was more or less a highlight. I enjoyed it. I like really, really, really liked how Sora actually became a character. How we had her stand up to like to Yamato. I liked the fact that this was an evolution episode. But and this is most likely because of the separation arc, because we only had three characters to focus on. We had a, we had characters that weren't Yamato, weren't the evolution main character, actually have a personality and actually stand up and do something. Mm. Where compared with last episode, is that Metal Greymon basically had the spotlight, Metal Greymon and Taichi rather. And everyone else ran away. Yeah, everyone else ran away and just kind of was there, but we didn't hear them say any like many things. We didn't have them be their own characters, except for Mimi, I guess, who of course is just beautiful and wonderful all the time. <laughs> so it's sort of it means that we can have characters. We can still have evolution episodes, but we still have the highlight on other characters. We still have the highlight on Sora and Joe. We have Sora standing up to Yamato, and then we have Joe, who is sort of unsure and indecisive on what he wants to do and Goemon helps him make that decision so it was just really nice to be able to have that focus on other children and that's basically my main highlight is that it didn't take away from the character the other characters in the show it wasn't just Yamato's episode I mean it still was Yamato's episode don't get me wrong he still had an evolution but it didn't take away from Sora and Joe being characters Mm. and I really like that yeah this this was what I wanted, and it was, it was kind of like why I was looking forward to a separation arc, mm. because it seems to just do a lot better when it has less characters to try and juggle. Yeah, yeah, and, and which is the which is the positives of a separation arc. Sometimes the reason I complain about separation arcs is because I feel like a lot of the time they're very sort of the start of them is very sort of plot convenient. Like we had Frontier when it was just being separated by storms like that was how they separated their kids and i think tamers did a similar sort of thing where the reason for separating is always a little bit plot convenient i really liked how they were separated in the dark masters arc because they were separated because they all had differing thoughts mimi and joe separated because they sort of wanted to take a bit slow they wanted to mourn and they wanted to go have emotions which is fine they wanted to have character development yamato left because he tried to murder his friend and then we had Taichi's group so it's just it is nice that we actually get a reason for separating it's not just like well we're separating because of the plot mm. so that's kind of I mean they're separated because of the plot but it wasn't like just because of the plot if that makes sense so that's the reason I always sort of am a bit hesitant to have a separation arc while a lot of the time this does get us to have um, more character moments because we focus on less characters I'm always a bit worried about it so I'm really glad that this turned out well. I'm glad that we got to uh, focus on Sora and Joe as characters and not as they were in the Metal Greymon episode, which is they were just sort of present but not doing anything. Like, they were more like um, accessories to the episode rather than actual people on their own. So that was definitely my highlight of the episode, was just the other characters got to do things 
all things considered, Yamato wasn't really that much of a big focus of his episode. I feel like this is a good amount of focus, but it was also very Yamato. Yeah, I mean, the the Yamato moments were still pretty good. Um, I liked Gabumon especially. The the, yeah. the sort of quote-unquote big reveal that he has a brother was a bit kind of flat, though, since we already knew that Takaru exists from well, previous series. Yeah, yeah but... This show is not for us. This show is maybe for people who haven't seen the original series. So I feel like that's a fine reveal. I was trying to think of it in a way that maybe... Like, just trying to not pay attention to the idea that I already knew that he had a brother. And I feel like someone who doesn't know that he has a brother would find this reveal quite good. But again, it's something that is you know harms us in the way that we already know all the Digimon, we already know all the characters, we know that Hikari is the eighth child, we know that Takaru is also a chosen child and is Yamato's brother and their parents, well, we don't know if their parents are divorced still, or maybe we do, I can't remember if that was said or not, but we know that they're not together at the moment. So we that's sort of, that's just our viewing experience because we already know the series, we already know the characters. So I was trying mm. to think of it in the way that someone who hasn't seen the show, and I feel like that is a fine reveal. We, we have seen him in a silhouette, but we don't know that he was the brother. We saw Yamato talking to him on the phone, but again, we didn't know that that was his brother or what, or what his emotions were. I feel like that reveal was fine and also the silhouette more or less triggering the evolution or seeing the the other teammates working that trigger the evolution i felt like it reinforces the fact that these crests are not necessarily uh the emotions of the child rather than the emotion the shared emotions that this child experiences this this child experienced the um the friendship of sora and joe uh not wanting to abandon the digimon that they just met that is friendship. It's not, you know, best friendship, but it is still a nice thing to do. And I feel like watching people have friendships helped trigger the evolution and helped trigger Yamato's crest. So it's a little bit more complicated than just, Vimon, I'm your friend! <laughs> it, it, like, it just accepting friendship. It's more like experiencing friendship or just watching uh, friendship or just knowing friendship is there. So it just felt a little bit more in-depth than just friendship and i kind of like that as well i feel like it was more just he didn't abandon the people and that was it yeah he basically and, decided and nice not to... not to be a, a dick for lack of a better word yeah. <laughs> that was why he got I the think evolution jerk, jerk, jerk is a good word that's a good I word i usually stick with jerk i usually just because jerk is the same sort of thing but more g-rated i guess actually it's very g-rated jerk is g-rated so yeah i just yeah i liked that the, the fact that the other characters were characters i liked the fact that the evolution felt like it actually meant more more of a thing than just metal greymons which obviously i a lot of people think that metal greymons evolution was felt forced or um didn't feel deserved and i would disagree because i feel like Taichi actually already had that uh, the crest of courage from the start. We saw him be very courageous. So I feel like his crest had already activated. Uh, he just needed an excuse to make him evolve. So it's not like I don't I don't think that that's um, undeserved or anything. I just feel like I feel like this was a better evolution episode. It just felt more meaningful. Mm, slightly more meaningful Any than other... Tai, but. Not by much. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I um. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I still liked it. Um. Any more highlights? Be the winners is still good, and I, I just want the CD now. Yeah. Well, it's coming out like I think at the end of this month for memory. At least at Army Army, it's coming out. Well, there, I, there, I want it now. <laughs> yeah. Me too. The good songs. They really, as the kids would say, they really slap. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it's it's nice. It's the the album's nice. Um, um, ready to move on to lowlights? No, one last highlight is that this is probably oh, yes. the prettiest desert we've seen Digimon. Yes, the digital world in this season is very is it, I like it. It's not boring. Like people say, the Tamers is the best season, and I'm not going to argue with that. It, it is one of the better seasons, but I feel like Tamers had one of the most boring digital worlds. Yeah, it was just brown with yeah. a, a flickery sky, and that was it. And and in Atmon, we didn't really see it much. I think Savers had a good digital world, and while I don't necessarily enjoy the series, I think Frontier had one of the best digital worlds. So if Colon is a uh, a sequel to Frontier, it explains why the digital world's so nice. <laughs> I, so, I, uh, I do like the world yeah. building as well, that there's a resistance being built up against Yeah, that's Devilman. really nice. Like, it's... It's like the uh, the children aren't hopeless. Like, oh, sorry, the, the Digimon in the world aren't hopeless, just waiting on the children to save them. They are doing things on their own. They are not just waiting for the chosen children to be there. They kind of have to fight on their own, and I really like that. It's sort of realistic. Like, why why would they be waiting for these children? They're part of a prophecy to show up. Mm. Yeah, so I like the idea of a resistance. Um, uh, Leomon death count, as I said, his, his uh, <laughs> counter to death is zero at the moment because we only just found out about him. Next episode will be one. Um, what if yeah. we get there and he's already dead and the resistance is being yeah. led by someone else? Yeah, or if it's like a Leomon evolution <laughs> or something. Or maybe it's baby Leomon, I don't know. Anyway, any other highlights? Um, no, I think I'm out of highlights. Uh, okay, on to lowlights, because I can't even think of any... Oh, I, actually, I do have a low light. I'll t- I take that back. My low light was the fact that in this episode, um, despite the good character moments, I feel like the girls, as in Mimi and Sora, still felt a little bit damsel and distressy. We had Sora yeah. had to be saved by Yamato, and then the end of the episode, we have Mimi fall through a hole, and I just I worry that she's just going to be damsel and distressy. I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I yeah, like that I, I Mimi like was that. the one that's being like we're getting off off objective like even she's more focused yeah. than izzy is like coach Roy is. yeah and i whatever the name and is i really like that you, you can call it him izzy it's fine like <laughs> izzy was just a nickname but yeah i just i don't know that's my main low light i don't have any um any other uh any other really real low lights except for the fact that yeah sora did have a great character moment but i felt like she sure didn't do much fight and she sure was more or less rescued by yamato and I'm mm. just not a big fan of that. Um, yeah. That's fair. Um, kind kind of a low light, but more of a nitpick, really, is that Scorpiomon is actually Skull Scorpiomon, and Sandy Yamlamon is actually just Yamlamon, because Sandy Yamlamon's the grey version. So they got yeah, I mean, both of the Digimon names wrong. Yeah, I just, I was really nostalgic for this, because Yamlamon and Sandy Yamlamon are in um, Digimon, Digimon World. World. Yeah. Digimon World had so many color variations, and I'm all I'm all here for it. And Digimon World Next Order, which I'm playing at the moment, um, it just it's so nice to have the color variations. I just I love them. Yeah, but I was very confused when they were calling something that wasn't Scorpiomon Scorpiomon. Um, no, that's just a weirdness in um dub naming. It's the same as Bearmon and Kumamon. Uh, Scorpiomon, as in the one underwater, isn't really a scorpion. Um, he's actually based on a fossil, and I can't remember his full dub name but it's like um um Amar- is like his original name so it scorpiomon is in this episode is that that's scorpiomon uh they are, scorpiomon they are both as in the scorpiomon. water <laughs> pardon when you put scorpiomon in google they both come up so they are both scorpiomon yeah um, but, but this scorpiomon the, is also the, skull scorpion mon yeah but the scorpiomon in the desert is um yeah is is not um is in the water he's not a scorpion at all uh that's just a weird dub 
thing that they called him Scorpiomon instead of what he actually is, which is he's based on a prehistoric, basically lobstery crab thing. Yeah. So, so this is Scorpiomon. Uh, <laughs> that's not Scorpiomon, so that's fine. They are both Scorpiomon. That's just silly. Yeah. It is weird that the uh, they keep on using the dub name or the English names for the evolution levels, but some for some Digimon they're just keeping their original names, which is weird. I want to see if Scorpiomon can digivolve to this Scorpiomon. Just I'm yeah. curious. But I don't think I'll find the yeah. page. Um, I mean, both are, both are perfect levels, so I don't think that they evolve to each other. Oh, that's... Yeah, but yeah, Dub Scorpiomon is not Scorpiomon. Dub Scorpiomon is a sea creature. Scorpions <laughs> are not typically sea creatures. Uh, thanks, Dub, for being confusing. But uh, yeah, so any other lowlights? Um, I've already said that Wagurumon kind of weirded me out a bit. It, just, it didn't act like a Digimon. It acted like a, a punk kid <laughs> and he shouldn't know he's some he's a wolf he's not been raised in the 1990s on with skateboards he doesn't he shouldn't know this behavior <laughs> it's so weird i didn't like it yeah yeah no, that, that's fair and also the very I, forced, I mean, I didn't mind it. the very forced high five after the d digivolve oh that was so cute i loved the little thumbs up that wegurumon gave Yamato, and i love the little high five it just it was so cute i'm fine with it it felt awkward because i felt like it was so stiff. It should be. I don't know. I'm a I'm a big fan. Um. Yeah. I just I, I liked it. Any other lowlights? Eh, no. I think I'm out for lowlights. Uh, what about compared with the original series? It's episode eleven, which which is, is still separation arc. The dancing Digimon. I think it's Baby. No, it's, which is uh, Sora and Yamato being in in the same group. So no, I'll give it. It's Sora and Joe in the original. Sorry, I meant I meant Sora and Joe because it's um yeah I, I meant Sora. I don't know why I said Sora and Yamato. Um, Sora and Joe are in that episode, which is funny because we get Joe and Yamato in the Wegurumon episode. So it's like a kind of combination. <laughs> it's a blend, but there was no capitalist diner here. Yeah, and there wasn't any Bakumon lose your power. Nope. No cults either. I no. hope the Leomon resistance is a cult. That... I don't. I want it to be good. Cults are good. Uh, uh... <laughs> Some. Leom- Leomon the, the, cults the... are probably good. Yeah, but they're still death cults, aren't they? I just, yeah. Um. Anyway, I just, this. it's very obvious that this episode is, well, this series is now sort of diverging from the source material because we already have evolution to perfect which is fine because we're all evolving to ultimate as in mega in this series so we're kind of giving the characters time to work up to that which is really nice they're proper speed running the digivolution but yeah it's, it's just kind of it. it's kind of it feels really quick because there's been nothing between the digivolution art like we've just had the champion one then it took like an episode to get over to this cloud i mean content. i don't mind it because and now they're straight into another had... one if we had episodes between that, it would be filler, and sometimes filler's not good, so I'd rather them stick to some plot. Yeah. I just kind of don't really get it, because Devimon's still around, and is a champion level, so yeah, I don't know if they're going to power boost him. Yeah, that, that's the only Devimon... way I see it working, is they then power boost Devimon before they actually reach yeah. him. Or Devimon is just in general strong, and also has an army of strong Digimon. Mm. It, yeah. it feels like they are rushing a bit. I, I would like more character moments before these things, but instead they're just kind of like yeah. really cramming them into just like one episode at a time, smashing through all the Digivolution. What about fave character? Um, Gabumon. I said Sora. Also valid. Sora was good. Yeah. She wanted to protect oh, the have... Babamons. Yeah. I like that Sora was her own character. We do have Quinn's responses, but I will leave that till Quinn's quotes, which is um once we're done with our... Uh, 
ratings and rankings. So uh, for rating, what did you rate this episode? Um, I'm thinking three. Like, it was good, three? Okay. but it, it wasn't like that good. Yeah, I gave it a um, I gave it a four. I I liked this episode especially because I did not like the previous episode. I um. I found that the activation of the crest was um, a lot more meaningful than, um, I don't know, anything else. Like, I I liked it. It wasn't just a quick sort of addressing of it. It felt, like, a lot more meaningful because we'd already had this sort of moment um, in, was it episode 8, I think? Yeah, it was episode 8 where we had him have a very similar sort of moment which powered up Garurumon. So it was the same sort of activation as that so it felt a little bit more earned and a little bit more present as a, a plot thing so uh, yeah I, I i enjoyed that um for rating um i will read my first uh three and my bottom three so in first place i have episode six the targeted kingdom episode five the holy digimon episode one tokyo digital crisis and my bottom three are episode from Uh, Most okay to worst is episode 8, The Children's Siege, episode 3, Enter the Digital World, and then in last place, episode 10, The Super Evolution of Steel. I will put episode 11 in fourth place, so just under episode 1 and just above episode 7, The Man Jokido. So that's where the wolf standing atop the desert will sit. Uh, For Stevie, um, do you want me to just read your top three and bottom three? Um, I can read them out. In in first, I've got uh, episode 9, The Ultimate Invasion. Second, I've got episode 1, Tokyo Digital Crisis. Third, I've got episode 6, The Targeted Kingdom. And my bottom three are um, Enter the Digital World, The Holy Digimon, and bottom is Bergamon's Sword. Yep. Um, I don't know if you can hear the cat meowing properly meowing right now. (laughs) Okay. Um, So giving this one a three, it just sort of... It ties with last episode, which I put bang in the middle. But I think this was slightly better, even though it's still a three. So I'll I'll put it between War Game and uh, the Super Evolution of Steel. So it's sixth sixth in my list. Yeah, right yeah, in the middle. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that was a lot. Yep, yeah, so we'll put that. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a lot. We've got a lot of episodes. And it'll just get, we'll just get more episodes. Um, on to Quint's quotes. And let's just scroll to Discord. Oh, I, I'm now lost. Anyway. Um, overall thoughts, and this is Quinn's, uh, Quinn's quote, direct, so this is direct from Quinn. Overall thoughts, Leomon sounds like a good route to pursue soon. I honestly can't tell if evolutions are bad because they're bad, or bad because my ridiculous theory that try me travel is doing weirdness. Try me travel, I get it. Our fight was pretty cool, but felt obligatory. So far, I cannot bring myself to care even a little bit. Yamato feeling weird about admitting a brother exists, but hopefully that's going somewhere. Also, Mimi and Kiaramont are competing to be the bestest, which is all fair enough. Mimi is, it, I think Mimi is a little bit besterest than Kiaramon, but Kiaramon also still bestest. It's just cute. For Quinn's score, Quinn also gave a three, so I'm the odd one out. But I guess we sort of all, we didn't hate this episode, which is nice. So Quinn says that the episode set up good things, was better than last week, but not living up to potential that would require minor tweaks to the pacing and plot. And uh, as for ranking, so Quinn's top three and bottom three are episode six, The Targeted Kingdom, episode one, Tokyo Digital Crisis, episode eight, The Children's Siege, and bottom three, from worst to least worst, Episode 10 in last place, episode 4, Bergamon Soars, episode 3, Enter the Digital World, and episode 11 is going basically in the same place I put it, so, um, but not a similar place. So Quinn is putting it underneath 
that man Jokido, but above the holy Digimon. So it is in fifth place. So I put it in fourth, Stevie has put it in sixth, and Quinn has put it in fifth. So more or less the same position as uh as we all sort of more or less agree on where it should sit in the in the ranking it's kind which of, is uh which is cool it is upper middling just like the number 3 rating yeah so that's that's fair enough it's yeah it's upper middling which is yeah 3 out of 5 so that's fair um i i like this episode but i can see like i maybe i just liked it because it was better than um the last episode which i really did not like but uh, hopefully this is like the uh, the baseline, and it's all better from here. Hope Mimi's is good. Um, yeah. For uh, for questions, we have quite a few. Uh, I have a time limit, so I'll just blaze through them very quickly. So first of all, Sliss Games on YouTube has a question for us. Do you think the series will end with another remake of our war game, but this time with Dioboromon? And what would you think of that? Um, no. I we've had our I, war I, game. I, I, I don't think so. I think we're done with the our war game thing. I feel like that was just an episode callback. I don't. I think we're done with that. Yeah, we've already uh, had next, it once. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Kevin on YouTube who says in the original series. Most of the Digidestin only got to Ultimate, and the Ultimate Evolutions were the big character arcs for each character. Also, the Mega Revolution for Ty and Yamato were not really a character arc. I think this time they'll put the character arcs in with the Mega Revolutions, which were teased earlier this season, and uh, Kevin says that they already see hints or flaws of the, hints of flaws, rather, uh, like how Ty was uh, lacking and Matt is not very friendly, and Mimi, as much as Kevin loves it, is a bit selfish And when she throws Joe's book into the water. Uh, next, Facundo on YouTube says that Sora was the one who suggested separating the teams. Don't blame Yamato. His parents are divorced. The poor boy has had enough suffering. I feel like it was more Yamato's idea, but maybe yeah, maybe I should give the uh, give the boy a break. He's gone through a, a lot of suffering. Uh, next, uh, Beast Crown on YouTube who says to add to why they don't just fly a bit. I was asking that as well when they watched the episode. Uh, but then their brother pointed out that even with both Bergemon and Kabuterimon, they couldn't carry six humans and four Digimon. And they've seen Bergemon carry people, and on her feet she probably have room for two humans and two Digimon. Uh, Kabuterimon has even less places for people to hold on to, and that's not mentioning the fact that it's practically impossible for either of them to carry Gomon, since he doesn't have hands to hold on to them. That said, it'd be nice if they spelled it out. And I would actually agree. Like, there were lots of reasons why they couldn't go down that route of them all flying over, but they didn't. They didn't say any of the uh, any of the reasons. I think the main Next, reason. Have... The main reason I thought of is just the risk of being shot down over the the lake of poisonous sludge. Yeah, absolutely. But they no, no one said no no one said any of the reasons. There were so many reasons why they couldn't. It's just that no one said why. Like any of them. Like none of them would said. They just said, "Well, we can't." We'll have to go around it, and they didn't say why. So that was my main issue, that they had lots and lots of reasons that they could have pulled out of somewhere, but they didn't use any of them. Uh, next we have Jordan on YouTube, who feel like for Ultimate Evolutions, they're going for the children to be more in sync with their Digimon rather than overcoming flaws, like in the original. And Jordan says they're fine as long as they move the overcoming flaws thing to being the requirement for Digivolving to Mega. And uh, Jordan says that they think they've already activated their crests, when they unlocked their champion forms. So them being more in sync and overcoming flaws is probably a good way to go, and better than getting shot with an arrow at least, and I would 100% agree with that. 
next we have Alpha Maragi on YouTube, who likes separation arcs. Having less characters to deal with them makes them easier to manage. One Piece often separates the cast so that they can one-on-one duels, and those duels are really, really good. Um, yeah, oh, I agree with that. Like, separation arcs can be good. Um, I just feel like a lot of it, it feels too um, plot-convenient which is my main issue, that like sometimes they just feel forced. But this this one's, again, even this separation arc feels forced because they didn't address why they couldn't fly over. Um, next we have Annabelle on YouTube, who has mixed feelings about them being separated, but it kind of makes sense. This way we get to know more about the characters without needing to downplay other characters. Only time will tell if they manage the arcs well until they rescue the holy Digimon. Also, the last episode someone mentioned that it would be better for the two light characters to not show up. With both of them having OP Digimon, it's always a struggle to balance the fight to be fair, but also a struggle to at least put suspense in the episode. In Adventure, this was combated by making Takeru a tri-baby and Patamon a literal baby. Hikaru, Hikaru, Hikari they make sick. (laughs) Then in Zero Two, they remove the evolutions and the Holy Ring to depower them. Of course it was lame, but now they put off introducing those two until much later, gives them excuse to be equally powered as everyone else. And then Annabeth continues on, I've been thinking about why everyone feels like Greymon's Evo sequence was too short and not as nice. While they were watching the OP for the thousandth time, as you do, I realised that the answer wasn't the opening itself. We've seen the kind of very small sequence for 10 episodes in the OP, and after 10 times it still looks better than the actual evolution sequence, but that's just the thought they have. And I agree, I agree with 100% with the, um, the, the light children not being introduced because they are too overpowered because they are fairly overpowered, so it's nice to um, to not have that. As long as they're not uh, underpowered then... when they get hit, because I don't want Anjibon to show up and just be like, wow, yay, Patman got champion, while everyone else is there already with ultimate. No, I feel like it'll be a Fannymon and Seraphimon already. That would suck, because but... I like Anjibon and Magda Anjibon. Oh yeah, I'm sure they will show up, but I feel like they'll be already um, at their ultimate form, so I feel like we're not going to be seeing them until the rest of the cast has ultimate forms. Uh, so that's also why it's paced this way um and then the last comment is uh 42 kayo on the website who says since kosher referred to the mist covering the swamp as miasma and seeing what falling in the swamp would entail i think it's reasonable no one even brings the option of flying over it kosher does reference that the swamp is um the mist covering is miasma but they also address that it was only coming from metal tyrannomon and Metal Tyrannomon has been defeated. So that was my complaint about why that's not a good enough reason, because I think, it was only coming from Metal Tyrannomon. No, I think Kosho was pointing out that it was the same substance that Metal Tyrannomon was producing, not that yeah, Metal Tyrannomon was the source of the substance. I don't know, but it's still like, again, there were lots of reasons why they couldn't fly over, but none of them were said, which which was my problem. Um, and that's it for um, our discussion. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. And join us next time for episode 12, which is called Lilymon Blossoms. Uh, do you have any predictions? Togemon will blossom into Lilymon. Yeah, I- I'm excited. I'm, it's also interesting to note that this is now out of um, the, the sequence that we had the evolutions happen, so we're more diverting from the original series. Mm. I think they're just going to bounce back and forth between these two groups and just seeing where they get yeah. up to. And, but I think Mimi will be sincerely annoyed at falling into the ruins. Yeah, and I hope that... I hope she's not a damsel in distress. I'm worried that she is. But I guess time will tell. I hope she saves herself. Any other predictions? I I would like it if Mimi gets the ultimate evolution, like, before 
Tai Chi and Kosho even catch up. Yeah, and I hope that she wins her evolution fight. I hope that it's not a um the same situation as we had in Frontier, where she did not uh, the girl did not win her evolution fight in the first uh, first evolution episode well, she like, had. Even in the original adventure, I think Metal Greymon had to come out and help defeat Shogun Gekkaman. That wasn't yeah, but that wasn't her evolution episode. It oh yeah, been, it was way later. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> uh, Anyway, so uh, the link dumps in the description. Our red bubbles also in the description, and you can get more than just shirts there too. You can contact us and stay updated. You can email us at lostintranslationmon at gmail.com or you can comment us on this episode or message us on our website, lostintranslationmon.com. On our website, you can also vote in polls, check out our release schedule and our blog posts. You can also follow us on that translation on Twitter, and you can find us on Lost in Translation on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We have a discussion thread on With the Will and a red thread on the Digimon subreddit. We'd also really appreciate it if you could review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and any other podcast app that you use. Ratings assist people finding out about podcasts, and we'll read them out. You can donate to our Patreon, which is linked in the description, from as little as a dollar a month. That gets you access to a listed Discord server, but there are higher levels for more rewards, such as notes, early episodes, and more. And thank you to our current supporters on Patreon, Joe, Anime Guy, who is Anime Guy Kurosaki1 on YouTube, Stephen Reeves, who was one with season 4 on Archive of Our Own, Kaidawashi, Chisai, who can follow on Tumblr, Chisai236, Kyle, Tom, Lisbon, who's a Lekman on Tumblr, Nicholas, Metal Maimon, Sam, Spiral, Keith from Gone Will Hunting, a Hunter Hunter Rewatch podcast, Silverhead Freak 25, Magnus, and Lucas. You can also make a one off donation on our PayPal, which we found in the description. It's PayPal, Doname slash Edgemon. You can also donate to me on coffee, ko-fi.com slash Edra, and I did not stumble over every, any word in that entire <laughs> outro for the first time in, what, 350 episodes in five years, five and a half years, did not stumble over any words in my outro. Very, very, very impressed with myself. You only and, uh, stumbled Stevie when Wigan. you were commenting on it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. But I didn't stumble, and I'm very proud of myself. So, uh, Stevie, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stevie Patamon, or you can find me and Quinn on the Moncast along with May every week. Yay! We're doing Yay! Tamers and Holland still. It's very good. And I complain a lot, which is great. If you want to hear me complaining about things, hop over to the Moncast, listen right after this episode. Uh, but yes, thanks for uh, for listening and uh, thanks for joining me. And I'm sure Quinn also sends her thanks for people who, watch, who listen to this episode. Those who watch as well. Yes. All right, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.